Have you ever had a desire to write a book? Or maybe you know somebody that should write a book. We're going to talk about that and more on the next edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and uh, we have a very special guest today on our podcast. In fact, you will probably recognize his voice because um, Adam Colwell and I go way back, and he actually has done the voiceover for our podcast intro. And uh, we have him today because uh, not only has he had a lot of uh, history in broadcasting, uh, with me in other places, but uh, now he is uh, has his own company, had it for several years, called Adam Colwell's Rightworks, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what that all means. So, Adam, it's nice to have you here today. Well, thank you, Phil and Steve. I appreciate it. Well, it's good to have you here, and, and uh, uh, you uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, because this, I think, is, a, is something that would interest a lot of the, the people listening to this podcast. We have uh, a variety of churches all sorts of different backgrounds, cultures. We have uh, volunteers, leaders, uh, pastors, obviously. And uh, we're, we, I gave that little tease about writing a book because that's a lot right. of what you do. It is indeed. Adam Colwell's Right Work started about five years ago, and uh, we began by providing uh, content to uh, generally Christian nonprofit ministries, devotionals, teaching articles, and things like that. And over the years, the business grew to where it began publishing books. And uh, me using my uh, book editing and ghostwriting skills uh, to do that, in 2012, we launched our first publishing imprint. And since then, we have printed uh, three books through that publishing imprint and currently have six books uh, in production right now, um, some of which will be done by the end of 2015, others in 2016. Wow. So you said a production imprint. What does that mean? Uh, a publishing imprint oh, wow. uh, basically means that I help uh, and provide the means by which uh, authors can go ahead and publish their books through self-publishing oh, okay. through my company. So, uh, and again, I, you know, I've there's times I've thought about writing a book. My mm-hmm. wife has actually thought about writing a book. Uh, of course, we've got uh, one of our... You have written a book. Actually, I have wrote a book, haven't I? I forgot about (laughs) that. You forgot your book. And I insisted with that. That's right. (laughs) You did. You did. I forgot all that. Do we need to remind you of this? Yeah, well. You, you know, I keep forgetting the, the, the money, the royalties just roll in so much that I've forgotten. You did get a big check recently. I did. I was 12 cents. Uh, the, uh, well, the, yeah, the book is, uh, uh, what's the name of the book? <laughs> It was a book on streaming uh, video, streaming church in uh, an hour. Yeah, streaming video in one hour or something. It's available on Amazon. I don't remember the title. You see, in a little bit, I'll talk about the importance of authors promoting their books, (laughs) and uh, uh, we're hoping that Phil will listen in and and, uh, catch some of the pointers there. (laughs) All right. So, uh, all right. So, so anyhow, I think this is interesting because because, uh, people listening here, you you may, your pastor may have a great story. Mm Mm-hmm. 
or you're maybe you're a pastor and, and you've got a great story and you've thought you know i really should write a book uh first of all let me let me point people to your website right off the bat thank you uh and, and what is it Tell it's adamcowellwriteworks.com it's a big long yeah. name but if you google adam colwell c-o-l-w-e-l-l uh, my website will come up top of the list on google okay don't you get a guy from uh Ireland or something. If you if, you're uh, uh, if you go a few down uh, okay, so down the list, yeah, I'm number one now. Ooh, but if you yes. go a few down the list, okay. um, uh, there is a gentleman in uh, Scotland or Ireland, okay. uh, one or the other, uh, selling various beer products. Oh, okay, but well, that's we'll, not me. We'll cover that later. So Adam <laughs> Colwell, Rightworks. So when we say Rightworks, it's it's right as in W R I T. Correct. Rightworks. Okay. So uh, all right. So uh, you help. Others passionately share their stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what exactly does that mean and and how, tell us how that really relates to church pastors. Well, we help everyone, and you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, people in the church, your wife and so on. We help everyone from aspiring writers, beginning writers, to professional writers. Uh, Be sure to um, uh, share their story through the book editing, the ghost writing, the publishing, uh, the platform development that's necessary to promote your book, uh, and uh, writer coaching as well. And we've got a uh, proven system of one-on-one interaction that allows us to do that work. Um, and it helps writers achieve something more than they could by themselves. Uh, so we then help them to complete the manuscript, uh, publish the book, promote the book, and then sell the book primarily through uh, their website and through the work of their platform generally as a speaker. Um, now, church pastors definitely have stories to tell. Now, sometimes it's a specific teaching focus, and we'll talk about that a little bit. It could be a teaching series that they've done that they feel very passionate about. But it could also be a personal story from your life. Um, uh, one of the most wonderful things that you can do as a pastor is share some of the struggles that you have had, whether it's in ministry or in your personal life, because that makes you very real to people. Um, and uh, so those stories can be quite powerful, and I'll share examples of one a little bit later on. Uh, But whatever it is, whether it's a teaching focus or a personal story, I help them uh, put that into book form. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about one of those books. There's a a fellow who's a local guy here in Tucson. His name is David Drum. And uh, I've known David a little bit over the years. And uh, he's also part of of another uh, organization here in town. But uh, and, And the book you did for him is now in its second printing. Correct. Uh, and by the way, what does that mean, second printing? That means he sold two books? Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? No, it means that the uh, authors will pick whatever uh, number of books they would like to print on the first printing. And it could be as few as 300 or as many as 1,500, depending on uh, your goals and, and what you want to do. So in, in David's case, he printed 1,500, 1,500 copies okay. uh, on the first printing, uh, distributed and sold all of those, okay. and then at that point decided to do a second printing. So he did another 1,500 books to be able to market and sell, and we're currently in production on a Spanish-language version of the book as well due to demand from um, uh, the Mexican-American community and Spanish-speaking churches uh, to be able to take his message of city transformation and apply it to their church. So tell us kind of the the nuts and bolts on this thing, okay? So how did David 
you know, basically, how did it come about when he told you his what he was passionate about? How, yeah. how did how did it's this this thing turn into a manuscript? Well, he approached me about uh, his idea for the book about the same time that I was launching the publishing imprint, so the timing was really perfect for both of us, and we set to work on the project then. Um, he did a series of messages on John 17 and Jesus's prayer for unity that's in John 17 that we're all pretty much familiar with. Um, but he has kind of a twist on it, the true story, the true purpose behind uh, Jesus's prayer for unity. So he combines that uh, with Paul's analogy about the body of Christ from 1 Corinthians and kind of gives a powerful direction on how the body of Christ is supposed to operate in every city as a citywide church, bringing citywide transformation. So he takes a look at five different levels of unity, uh, kind of each building on the next one, uh, and then gives uh, practical uh, moons for ways that people can fulfill Jesus's prayer for unity and Paul's analogy uh, in their church and in their city. And then he concludes it with a case study of how the organization that he's working with now uh, for Tucson is achieving that um, through his um, work as the um, domain director for the church domain for Fort okay. Tucson. So he had a, a unique idea. Mm-hmm. And right. Feel free to jump uh, in. Yeah, Steve. there's a, just a quick question. You mentioned he's already sold 1,500 of those books. I guess, are you going to talk a little bit about yeah, has that gone really well for him? How what was his key to getting those books sold? And yeah, he he uh, he had a good platform going in, and by fl- platform I mean uh, people of influence that he has already spoken to or worked with that would be interested in his book, and so he had a good platform of individuals going in, and that was certainly helpful. But he goes out and he speaks. Uh, in addition to his work with the church domain with Fort Tucson, he goes out and he speaks, and he basically shares this message uh, to churches. Uh, throughout Tucson and anywhere else where they might like to have him go. And when he does, uh, then of course he takes the books along, sets up his book table uh, in the back and sells the books that way. And that is still as old fashioned as it sounds, the most effective way as an author for you to sell books is to have your own personal events where you are presenting your message uh, your ministry as a speaker, and mm-hmm. then being able to have the books available uh, to people. And there's different strategies that you can employ to take advantage of those situations, but uh, that's still the best way to go ahead and sell a book. And there's many reasons why for that that we'll go into. Yeah. We've got a common friend, I think, and you you may know him as well, Ed Delft, that I, I uses that same approach. Oh, sure. Yeah. At, uh, at a, our neighboring Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I know he's spoken at our church, and then he, it was yeah, interesting. He had a, a booth set up in the... Uh, in the foyer, and, absolutely, yeah, and sold some books. Sold quite a few books. I was really I remember surprised that. when yeah, people yeah. were telling me how many books he sold there. Well, like, and, wow. and the trick is, if if you're a speaker and you do a really good job, you know, uh-huh. watch your watch your speaking. Even if the people have already purchased a book in advance, or perhaps even as part of your speaking platform, you decided, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and we're going to go to this church for a specific fee. Uh, embedded in that fee to come to the church is a free copy of the book, but really you're including the cost of the book at full price in that fee. Right. Uh, and so you go ahead and pre-distribute books. Those same people who have already got a book in their hand will buy other books at the right. event if you kind of hit a home run when you go and, and do your yeah. speaking. I, I, I kind of got the message that, that people really connected with him. They didn't know anything about him right. before he showed up. And then he, you know, he, he <clears throat> taught that Sunday and, and people really connected with him and thought, I really like this guy. I'm going to go find yeah. out. I want some more of what he has to offer. And they, they buy the book. Absolutely. And and usually you try to put the book together in such a way to where you're giving them plenty of good takeaway content, but you're not right. giving them everything. Yeah. Well, and he actually, uh, when Ed spoke, he, he didn't really promote the book. 
I mean, he I don't know what topic he talked on, if it was completely related. It probably had something to do with the mm-hmm. book, so it was a, a tie-in. But it wasn't like he spoke for an hour saying, you know, please buy my book or anything. It was it was yeah. just a, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you don't have to talk about the topic of the book to sell the book. Right. Again, if people, people engage I think with just you related to, and relate to you, then they're going to want to know more. Right. So, uh, so in David's case, Dave Drum's case in the book, you guys did. I'm, I'm kind of throwing this out here because there's all sorts of different ideas. I'm sure people listening going, well, you know, I don't really have a niche. I call it a niche topic that Dave Drum had, right. you know, where he had a, a different slant on, on a verse or teaching. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think of people, you know, like famous Rick Warren, you know, the purpose driven church yeah. and all that stuff. That's kind of a, but there's also people that have maybe personal, a personal experience that mm-hmm. they want to write about. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, okay, here's my different idea on this scripture or my amazing teaching. No, I mean, usually for people who are not pastors or who are not uh, lay teachers, uh, it's going to be a story about their personal life or a story about family member or something like that. It's going to be more of a memoir approach. Right. But for for many pastors, you know, they have, I think, niche topics that uh, they enjoy, niche topics that they know have been effective when right. they've shared those messages in their church. And those are the ones that we want to discover and capitalize upon in, in a right. book because that's going to give um, that person a unique approach. Approach. It may still be a purpose-driven life approach, but you don't have to call it that right. and try to copy what Rick Warren so successfully did right. in order to be able to put out a book that has your distinctive voice right. and message yeah. to it. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so what? How long did it take? Let, let's just take mm-hmm. this one book, and you've done a couple now, but let's just take this book, book that that uh, David Drum had. How long did the process take from from him going? You know what? I want to write a book to here's the book. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? For the project that uh, David and I did together, six months, believe it or not, from start to finish. And that's okay. and that's pretty quick. Um, that's half uh, the time it took to write, for Phil to write his book. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I said, that's pretty quick. Um, <laughs> Mine you can read in one hour. I'm serious, But it you did can. take you, you an year. You don't right. know. The whole you, idea behind it can. is, yeah. You can't. I, I'm glad it's coming back to Phil's book because yeah, that's important. Exactly. We but. Push it. I can't remember the title, but we need to push it. Uh, but it's on Amazon. I know that. All right. <laughs> yes, six, uh, six months uh, from start to finish. Uh, and in part, that was because he had material already written. Uh, and generally, it was written in readable form. Uh, there's a difference. Many pastors write in a form to where he's he's writing the material to be spoken. And that's good for writing it to be spoken. But generally, it's going to be repetitive because you need to repeat the same points and and so on. And that's not good for written form. So in David's case, he had something that was already pretty well written in readable form, in book form, um, on the topic. And it was, he had three parts to it. I mean, it was already, uh, basically kind of a first draft of the manuscript was already written. And so what I was able to do was uh, take that material, uh, do some copy editing on it. Um, in, in other words, uh, adding illustrations and illustrations are just uh, stories that can add some um, some context and some texture to some of the points that he's bringing out. I checked the Bible references. I made sure that all the citations from leaders and authors that he quoted in the book were correct. Checked spelling and grammar and so on. And then just made sure it had a storytelling flow. That's generally, for his project, what I made sure 
sure to add was that it had a good storytelling flow, transitions from one point to the next. So we went one chapter at a time, sat down together, reviewed all of my revisions to his work. He made changes to those. He came back with a second draft. I would do a second revision, and we just did that one chapter at a time, systematic process meeting on a weekly basis. And in six months, we had ourselves a manuscript finished and ready to go. So uh, I'm sure there's people listening right now going, okay, I don't have the time <laughs> to do this because mm-hmm. I'm pastoring a church. And you might be, you know, a lot of our customers have, you know, churches that uh, the, the pastor is having to do a lot of the work. It's not a large oh, absolutely. staff, maybe. And so uh, what do you tell somebody, you know, if somebody has this desire to write a book, uh, I mean, but yet they're, they're thinking, okay, I just don't have <laughs> the, the time or energy to do this. Give us a little bit of a, I don't know if I don't want to, I want to call sales pitch, but, but tell us why it's important and you know, how, how that, how they can deal with that, that whole obstacle in their brain going, ah, I just could never do that. Well, sure. I think if you're going to decide to work on a book project, um, you need to do that from the standpoint that this message, this, 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 um, uh, message that you want to share is so deep within you. It's just something that you have to get out to the public. It's something that you're very passionate about. Um, if it's, if it doesn't fit that category, it's going to be really hard for you to buckle down and do the work necessary over a 12 month period, ideally to get a book finished. So, you know, first and foremost, you've got to have that message burning within you that I've just got to get this out to more people than are in my congregation. But assuming that that is the case, um, then, uh, you know, that's where I come alongside. I'm able to work with the person so that, uh, with a minimal time investment from the pastor, and it could be no more than 90 minutes a week that we would spend together on the manuscript itself. That was my next question. So I was just jumping ahead. So you've got this book that's done. What's the next step for getting it into print? And yeah. Okay. Going ahead a little bit then. Uh, yeah. Once the book is done, then there's uh, several steps to follow. Uh, first and foremost, uh, even while the manuscript is being completed, uh, you want to go ahead and begin the work. And this is something that, again, WriteWorks helps all the authors do, is to um, launch a website that is um, focused solely on the book and on the platform of your speaking ministry. In other words, as a church pastor, it's very easy to think, well, I'll just add a page to my church website. And we recommend that you don't do that because you want to have a very distinctive brand for your book and for your speaking platform. And so it it requires a separate website. um, And that website needs to be equipped with the ability to do a weekly blog, to do all of your social media interaction, to sell the book on your website, which is very key. Um, and, uh, and basically it'll be a, a good, simple, professional looking website, but, uh, be equipped to do all of those things and set you apart. At the same time that you're creating the website, we sit down together and we start to develop a marketing plan as to, okay, who your target audiences are. We'll already have that determined because we've been working on the book with that in mind who those target audiences are, how you want to go about reaching them. Do you really want to go after speaking engagements? And if so, how many per month, how many per, you know, per month can, do you feel like you can do? And we set that as a target. We figure out what organizations would be good, um, whether denominational or otherwise that could partner with you Mm -hmm. to help promote the book. And we come up with a marketing plan that includes those elements. Plus 
training for the uh, pastor or the author to do um, a really good weekly blog that is very specifically written and focused to be able to generate uh, good search engine traffic and so on for your for your topic that you're presenting and the topic of course being married to the topic of the book um, and all of that work begins even before uh, we get to the point to where we're printing the book. Now, on the production side, um, once a manuscript is completed, step number one then is to go ahead and get the book cover design and any graphics or photos that you're having inside the book completed. And that's usually about a, <clears throat> excuse me, two week to four week period to get that done. And we have graphic designers who do that work um, on behalf of the author. Then after that, it's a process of getting it typeset. Typesetting is where it's basically put from manuscript form in a Word document uh, to um, uh, to book form uh, with pages and, and all the layout that you see in a mm -hmm. book. That typically takes about a four-week period. And so the typesetting needs to be done. Once the typesetting is done, the book cover graphics are done, the inside graphics are done, then all of that is delivered to a book printer. And then the book printer is able to get that done in about two to three weeks at the quantity desired. Right. And so, you know, again, it's and another so, two to three months process after the manuscript is done, uh, at most, to uh, go ahead and get the book printed and ready right. to go. And so, it, it, I, it sounds like it's not a case of build it and they will come, right? You talked about uh, the whole marketing effort. Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of people may think, oh, I published my book, I get it out there, and now everyone's just going to start buying out my book. But that's... As, the, as as Phil has learned from his book experience, that's simply not the case. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, it is not a case of build it and they the will come. The work begins when you finish the. Absolutely, the work is just beginning when you finish, and 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 I make sure that that authors understand that up front, um, because I want them to go into the project with obviously realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also a good measure at that point of how serious are they about this project because once they learn the amount of work that is required after the book is published to be able to promote and sell the book, um, and generally on average, um, it could be 10 to 15 hours a week of marketing work, including going out and doing your speaking engagements and so on. Uh, you know, that's intimidating to some people. So, and they may decide, well, okay, it may not be worth my effort. And I would rather have someone not publish a book that is just going to sit there and languish and die. Um, I'd rather have someone publish a book and know in advance the work that's going to be required to, to go ahead and sell it. Have you seen um, instances where the, the, it's either been really successful in those efforts or, you know, you hear about these books that just mm -hmm. that came out of the blue from somebody you've never heard of and they're selling tons and tons of those. Mm -hmm. um, is there some key or is it just, I don't know, have you seen some common threads between um, some of them that have gone really well or is that just out of the norm it is out of the norm okay. um uh, i think the most recent example is um oh what was the name of the book that was self-published and and um i'm not going to remember the title of it now what's um, it about what was it about uh cabin in the woods i think um well, shoot, I'm not going to remember. Okay. Um, but there are, and it may come to my mind here in a bit, um, but there are some examples where a book is self-published like that. It gains attention in some way that's, that's unique. Right. And then a, um, a traditional publisher such as a Zondervan yeah. will come 
Yeah. And Oprah found it obscurely yeah, and then like she promoted it. And, but know. those are generally the exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, because, so. again, as an author, uh, you want to publish your book not as, as the way to, uh, okay, I'm going to publish this book and we're going to sell a million copies and I'm going to retire on this. Mm-hmm. Well, even for the the book authors that you go to a Target or a Walmart and you see all their names on that shelf, that's not even the true reality for them. Um, as you can tell, they're still writing books over and over and over because they've got to keep feeding the beast to be uh-huh. able to do that. So when you're when you're a, a pastor or an author who is publishing a book, you want to be doing it because you've got a specific ministry tied to it that the book will complement. Um, and that the book will serve that ministry's purposes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will sell copies, and you will be able to be successful in that way, but uh, you don't want to rely on the book alone to right. be you know, what you are and what you present to the public. So uh, let, let me jump. We're running out of time here. Let me, let me talk a little bit about the online thing, because uh, my book is on Amazon. Is, is Dave Drum's book, or is anybody you're working with, have they put their book online? All of their books are online. Um, uh, David's is Jesus, a surprising strategy. That one is online. Hey, can um, they get it on Amazon? Or? And they can get it on Amazon. Okay. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Love's book, Life Palette, is on Amazon. Okay. Um, and uh, Wendy Lynn Larson's book, My Climb, the third book in uh, on my publishing imprint, okay. is online. But here's the catch. Um, it, you have to be on Amazon to be considered legit, and your ebook needs to be on there and so on. But Amazon takes a pretty penny from every yes, sell. They do. Um, usually it's a 55 to 60% <clears throat> cut of every sell of your book. Um, if you're selling an ebook at $4.99, well, do the math, you're not getting much back. Uh, if you sell your book at $12.99, you're still not getting a whole lot back. And so while all these authors are available on Amazon, um, I recommend to them and to um, those that they are marketing the book to to sell it um, to um, – to instead have it be purchased either through an event, a speaking event, or at their website. Mm-hmm. Because then the author is going to keep 100% of that sale plus shipping and handling. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way that an author can successfully um, uh, take care of the upfront costs of publishing and marketing a book to be able to break even and make a profit on the project. And so you have to be on Amazon because it's a legitimacy issue, right. but you never want to point somebody to Amazon to have them sell or have them buy your book at Amazon because you're just not going to make as much money as you would if you have them buy the book through your website. Okay, so if people want to buy streaming video for churches in one hour by Phil Thompson, yes, don't go to Amazon where it's at and where you can easily get it. Uh, just just send me an email, phil at streamingchurch.tv. Well, see, what we didn't do with you then is we didn't create that author website I was talking about where it would be easy, right. just as easy as Amazon, okay. if not easier, to go buy your book. So, right. okay, well, so flawed uh, marketing there. I know, we screwed up. All right, so quickly here. So, you gotta have, so if you're going to write a book, passion, got to have a burning passion to get your message out, yes. whatever it might be. You're going to have to take the time uh, it's a process. It could take six months to a year. Mm-hmm. See, it took over a year. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, you're, you're going to have to spend it probably in the process of getting this thing out. It's going to be at least 90 minutes a week that you would have About. to set aside. Sure. 90 minutes a week, sure. 60 to mm-hmm. uh, 60 minutes to maybe two hours a week. Yeah. And that's an in-person appointment. And you got to have to be committed to, mm-hmm. to doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the bottom line. 
what's it going to cost? <laughs> I mean, so I, you don't sure. have to give me your exact numbers because I know you've, you, you're, it's going to fluctuate a little bit. Right. But, but I mean, what's it cost? What would cost somebody like David Drum or sure. Jeffrey Allen Love or sure. know, to use your services? Or And you're pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. And there's other people out there, obviously. What, yeah, line. yeah. Well, uh, to do the editing and the ghostwriting, uh, or a little bit of both. And again, the ghostwriting is where I'm going ahead and and I'm writing the book as though I were you, right. and filling in that content. Editing is where I'm taking your content and and uh, doing a revision on it. In some projects, you do a little bit of both. Um, that's three hundred fifty dollars a month for twelve months. So it's a forty two hundred dollar investment to go ahead and get the book manuscript ready. Then at that point, you've got additional costs depending on those you have in your circle of influence that might be able to help you with some of these things Mm -hmm. as well. But to do the website, to begin to do your social media and to manage your social media and your blog, uh, to do the publishing and the typesetting and so on. Again, the publishing is going to vary depending on the quantity that you choose. Uh, The costs for the graphic design of the book cover and for the typesetting are pretty much um, uh, standard. Uh, They don't fluctuate. Um, the uh, cover design is going to be about $500 and then the uh, typesetting is going to be a thousand dollars. So again, you go into it knowing that, um, oh, you're looking at a $7,500 to maybe even up to a $10,000 investment, depending upon the other means that you have available to you to, um, to be able to properly launch your book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And then you, you know, many of those, you know, they recoup those costs as they sell the books, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Dave uh, recouped um, his costs, um, most of his costs uh, as a result of the first printing, okay. before the first printing oh, was nice. over. And right. again, it all depends on how you sell it and being right. successful at selling it at full price versus right. a discounted price or an Amazon price. Right. So, so, so. Uh, there, there's, it's not just as Steve mentioned earlier, write it and, and they will come. You're, you're going to have to put right. some effort and work into it. So we're out of time here. So a couple things. One is how can people get a hold of you uh, if they have questions, if, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could just give some advice. How do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Google my name, Adam Colwell, A-D-A-M-C-O-L-W-E-L-L. Okay. Uh, go to adamcolwellwriteworks.com. Go to my contact page and okay. contact me through right. there. Um, and I offer a free uh, consultation appointment um, on your project. Where we'll sit down for um, one to two hours and talk about the project. Okay. And you could even do that online. Yes, okay. absolutely. Or on the phone. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you can also get a hold of us if you want to get a hold of Adam. Just uh, send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv and uh, we'll certainly help you. And we're out of time. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thank Thank you. Always good to see you. Uh, so we're available on iTunes, uh, this, this Church Solutions podcast. If you haven't checked out us on iTunes, you might be listening to us on a different platform right now. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Look for Church Solutions podcast. Give us a review. You can also find us on newmediaministries.tv. Uh, you'll hear, you'll really kind of get the YouTube version. We, we put this also on uh, YouTube, the audio only. And so you can uh, look for streamingchurch.tv and, and catch us there. Uh, you can always go to one of our websites, streamingchurch.tv, and click the resources. And I, we didn't say at the very beginning of this podcast who we are, but we're assuming that most of you, if you're listening, know who we are. We do we help churches uh, use tech to help them and advance their cause. So we have mobile apps. We have streaming video. We have church management systems and websites and all that stuff. We do. So we're all there. We're there to help you as a church. We really are. Uh, it's our passion as well. And uh, 
All right, we're out of time. Uh, I'm Phil Thompson. He's Steve Lacey. We've just talked to Adam Colwell. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you.